You stupid bitch. Yeah, you're a stupid bitch. You stupid bitch. Welcome to the season six finale of Stupid Bitches Say What, the Aussie podcast about everything and nothing, always with wine. And your hosts, Skyly Collett and Sean Hipkins. That's him. <sighs> this week, it's What's the Hat? The episode where we discuss the topics that piqued our interest over the last four weeks. Listen in as we cover the Screen Actors Guild on Strike, US Congress, the existence of aliens. Oh my God, I can't wait. Twitter's rebrand. AI-powered walking shoes, washing chicken, <laughs> relaxing with true crime, Sinead O'Connor, and rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor, love you. R.I.P. And the British fellow who died attempting a 21 cocktail challenge. Oh, my God, I can't wait for that either. Buckle up, bitches. It's our final episode for season six, and it's about to get happening. Ooh. What are you drinking, Sean Bino? Well... Whilst it is still dry July for me, I thought I could not end the season without a little celebration, a celebratory bottle of bubbles. And this is Hardy's Zero Sparkling Alcohol Free. Low sugar, new, great taste. Oh, look, I'll be the judge of this new great taste. And it's going to taste like your asshole. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. So Hardy's was established in 1853, so they've had plenty of time to fucking sort this shit out. Um, There is no year. (laughs) There is no grape variety associated to it. I've yet to taste any type of unalcoholic beverage that I've enjoyed. So I've used, even though it's not a champagne glass, I thought I'd use our special ship, which you say what, merch glass that we can't buy these... uh, Gifts that were given to us. <laughs> and uh, let's go. Gifted people. It's one of a kind. I know what you're going to say. It's not terrible. Apple juice? That's It's like apple cider, yeah. Non-alcoholic. <laughs> it's like some candy from the candy shop. Yeah. That's what it is. Candy I'll let water. You, I'll let you lick the lollipop. <laughs> Hey, oh, yeah, it's not terrible. It's okay. If you want to drink something fancy and you're not drinking any alcohol, he'll be getting into those. When can you actually drink on Tuesday night? Tuesday. And yeah, Vinny and I, we're going out (laughs) for a big session after work on Friday, the 4th of August. But I dare say I'm probably going to pop a bottle of red and just fucking have a glass on Tuesday. (laughs) All right. And what, pray tell, are you drinking, you stupid fucking bitch, Skyly Collett, co-host of Stupid Bitches Say What, the Aussie podcast about everything and nothing? He's also 50% drunk. <laughs> 100% more drunker than Sean. Yes. Um, so I'm drinking a Two Pairs 2022 Grenache from oh. McLaren Vale. I'm drinking it in my little wine glass that has my name on it. Sky that my boss got me. My old job many moons ago. Well, actually my last, no, two jobs ago. <laughs> Got to turn through some jobs, don't I? And that um, was just last year. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but it is a bottle of red and uh, our listeners will love to know this, but my 18 bottle case that I brought about three weeks ago, this is the last bottle in it. 
um, because Tyler and I have collectively drunk them all in a very short space of time. We like our <laughs> wine, people. Okay, we like it. No um, judgment. Hashtag second bottle. But I have to say that I got about four bottles of red in that case. And I've always been more of a whitey, but I do love my red, especially in winter. But I've really struggled with the red. Um, really? What yeah, type like, of reds? Even this, even the Saint Oh. Like it took me a, probably a good glass or two to really get into it, and by then I was too pissed to notice. Yeah. And I got two of well, those. Well, switching from white to red can have that. Yeah. Effect. I think I've just ruined myself too too much on the on the whites. But I have to say, this Grenache I had two very small glasses of it on Wednesday evening, school night, listeners, please had to go to work the next day. I'd already also drunk a bottle of white before that. Um, but the Grenache is a lot lighter. I haven't had a sip yet, but when I did drink, I was like, this is a bit more pleasant because it's a bit more lighter, but let me I have do a little like sip. A, I do like it. a Grenache. Oh, oh, because I've been drinking white. Oh, you got to give it a couple. Next one, do a swirl around your mouth. Kick you in the throat, that one. Oh, God, I missed that. But, yes, I'll push through. It's it's much lighter to the heavy reds. And then I I drank two bottles of the Sangiovese um, and also Tyler helped me drink those. So you were having trouble getting through the reds, weren't you, Tyler? (laughs) And then um, we had a Shiraz. And I wanted to save the Grenache specifically for the podcast because I haven't really drunk any that out of those 18 bottles I got them before our last recording <laughs> that week of I think they yeah. came just after so I have drunken them all and none of them on the podcast <laughs> except for this bitch. last bottle <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for saving that for <laughs> the community thanks you Yes, I'm sure they do. Thanks, listeners, for bearing with me. I'm sorry I couldn't drink all 18 bottles on on air. Uh, live. <laughs> um, and so how's your week been, stupid bitch? Week's been good. So as we've established and I've whined on about, um, dry July. Wow, wow, wow. You want some cheese for that wine? Dry July is coming to an end Thankfully, I do want to do a quick shout out. Vinny and I have raised over $1,000 towards cancer research through the Dry July Foundation, which clap, is amazing. People. Big clap for cancer research, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is, which is amazing. And so a special shout out to all of our donators for their support. Yes, including you, please, stupid bitch. <laughs> Don't appreciate it. Even though I've hated every moment of you being dry and I hate <laughs> you when you're sober. <laughs> Unless we're both sober together and watching movies when we're hungover. Yeah, it just doesn't work, does it? No, we're not. We're not non-drinking people. Sorry, liver. Yes, that's about it. No, agreed. Um, But to be honest, I haven't found it really relatively that hard. I'm glad it's coming to an end. It hasn't. I found it harder. (laughs) We haven't been sitting there going, "I want a drink." It's had its moments, of course. Don't get me wrong. We miss having a drink when you just want to. You know, it's like having those shackles on you podcasting for instance (laughs) I've missed drinking during podcasting (laughs) or even just finishing work on a Friday and having a glass or two of red while watching a movie and you know when Mm. you see somebody having a glass of wine in a movie like oh I'm gonna get myself one of those that has been a bit tough and yes I do realize I had a golden ticket um for Tyler's birthday last weekend which was hard hard a week ago (laughs) A week ago. <laughs> Less than a week ago, six <laughs> days ago, actually. But I had gone three weekends prior to that dry, and I got another one to go this weekend. 
well, have a thought for me who'd gone three weeks watching you be dry. <laughs> it has been extremely tough on Sky. Um, but yeah, look, we both know as well, there was no way I was not drinking at Tyler's birthday party mm. this year after going dry last year. So I had to do it for the for the cause. Um, and what did but, you also promise at Tyler's birthday this year? What did you promise about next birthday for him? Oh, uh, we're both going to be drinking. <laughs> oh, look, we're not going to do dry July for another five years at least, I would say. <laughs> ever again don't you also do dry february too or some other dumb month we did that a while ago and that was only because it was 28 days in february and i think i don't know if we made it (laughs) i think we got halfway through and we're like we like to drink let's just have a drink i know Vinny didn't because i was visiting from the central coast remember oh yes yeah yeah, and you'd broken the night before and you were driving on the saturday and we hooked up and Vinny got maggot and you and i were both driving Mm. Because you drank the night before. You couldn't but... even drink either. Yeah, no, that's right. and I had my dad's truck. <laughs> you had to be super I careful. Like, I was like, I don't know how to drive this big beast. <laughs> I do have to say, though, that being sober has definitely made the weekends longer. And we've been active and getting out there on a Sunday, having day trips out on Saturdays too, which we've enjoyed. Um, special shout out to my husband, Vinny, who has been completely dry all of July. <laughs> And he actually will be dry for 40 Yay, days by the time we get to the 4th of August. It is something I'd like to continue on just having maybe three sessions a month, <laughs> maybe having one weekend clean <laughs> or, going out, or going out for a dinner and just having a couple of drinks. Mm. We Imagine being that person. Been, I know. <laughs> not, and then getting shit-faced the next night, I mean. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Speaking of booze, um, we did buy another wine rack to complement our other wine rack. So now we've got a full set and I filled it up with the naked wine delivery. But the other thing I want to say, so I went into good pair days and because I was, you know, I get their monthly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, subscription. mm -hmm. And then it said to me, you've got this a thousand reward points that you can spend and you get reward points. So I can't drink the red anymore. I've gone back to the wine. Fair enough. You get reward (laughs) points if you rate their bottles of wine that they've sent you. So I thought I'll go through. And I just started rating about two years, maybe worth of fucking wine delivery. So I had this for each time. I was just doing three points for four stars, five stars, one star and one, one of them got a one star. It was a fucking bubbly red. And so I ended up with thousands of points that you can then put towards extra bottles of wine and your next delivery. Nice. So our next delivery, usually we just get four a month. I think I've got about 10 coming. And then they contacted me saying, um, we saw you gave one of our bottles a one star. You know, we hate that. What can we do to um, correct it? Can we give you another bottle that matches your taste palette? Yeah, blah, blah, you blah. can. I was like, damn straight. I think I'm going <laughs> to make a few one stars moving forward. So I'm looking forward to getting that. That should actually hopefully fill out, fill our rack up. Until Skazi comes to visit. Until Skazi comes to visit. <laughs> and then we attack the rack. <laughs> attack the rack, attack the rack. <laughs> so speaking of um, keeping, oh yeah, so I was going to say, so we hope to, for a little bit of a life change after dry July, we'll keep you posted on how that goes. But speaking of keeping us posted, how's your walk through Transylvania been, please? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I did log on to the app this morning, actually, out of sheer boredom um, for the first time in about two weeks. And I've, I am 27% through my walk 
um, compared to where good. I should be 17% by now. That's it. Based on my prediction. So I'm way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really checked in to see all the places. I had a bunch of postcards for different cities I've walked through. I haven't had a look at them yet. Yeah, I didn't have time this morning. I just went, oh, I've been through that city. Oh, I've been through that city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would lose its appeal, I guess. But that's excellent. Over a quarter of the way done. I was predicting that in July next year, you're going to update the podcast <laughs> with how you've got your badge. Well, look, I should be there before Christmas, I think. Um, yeah. So cool. that's the projected. Um, it was like 300 and something kilometres, I believe. Yeah. Very good. Well done, mm. stupid bitch. Yeah. So how's your week been after uh, my monologue? My week has been good. I want to reflect on something um, that happened to me a couple of weeks ago, though, because we've had a little bit of a you know, sabbatical of podcasts over the last couple of weeks because we've had things on. Um, So I went to a day spa um, and it's the Harbour Day Spa. I don't know if you've heard of it. So it used to be on the Raby Bay Harbour down at Cleveland. And then unbeknownst to me, I asked Tyler to get me a voucher for my birthday this year, I think, or last year, Um, not realising they relocated and there was no water views anymore. Where is it now? Um, so it's in Cleveland still near where, the back of the markets where the markets are in Cleveland. Okay. Um, so, but even though Tyler got me a voucher for my birthday, my mum had a voucher that she got for her 60th birthday, which was three years ago and then was extended because of the COVID situation. So she had this voucher and she said, Oh, look, they're only open, um, mon- Tuesday to uh, Monday to Saturday, but she, my mum works Tuesday to Saturday. So she can only go on a Sunday or a Monday. And me and my sister are always working on Monday. So she was like, look, I'm never going to use it. It's about to expire. I'm going to give it to you. So I had two vouchers, right? I had mum's voucher, which was worth quite a bit of cash. And then I had my vouchers, which I've still got. So I decided to use mum's and I rang them up and I said, oh, look, I'm using my mum's voucher. It's due to expire really soon. And they're like, oh, that's a really old package. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll still adhere to it. No dramas come in. Cool. So anyway, so I went in, I think it was about, two Fridays ago um, and I hadn't been to a day spa. I used to do it with my friend a lot years ago and we used to, you know, splurge in ourselves and go to a day spa and get massages and the full pamper treatment. Um, but I hadn't done it in a really long time. And so I went and I'm going to tell you this pamper treatment was beyond anything. Oh, really? So you go in and they take you to a little like, you know, darkened room, like, you know, candles and stuff like that. And yeah. you get into a robe Setting and a they have like, you know, herbal tea and things like that. And then you get the person who's going to treat you. They come out, they introduce themselves and they take you into the little like, you know, room. And then you get in there and you're full naked. You keep your undies on, but the rest of you is naked. Okay. You take off your what, robe. titties out? Or? Yeah, titties out, just, just undies on. Wow. So you take your robe off. They're not in there while you take your robe off. And then you get on the bed with the hole where you put your face in. Yeah. Um, and then you put the, the like the sheet over the top of you and then the chick comes in and then she's going to do everything, right? Anyway, so it was a leg a leg massage. It was a foot spa thing where they put little booties on you with um, paraffin wax in. Um, and then it was a head massage and it's a little bit daunting. And this, this young girl who did it, she was probably lucky to be 20, 22 at right. most. Right. So it's a bit daunting, you know, she's super skinny, super attractive. Yeah. And here's me and my 43 year old buddy. <laughs> your tits around her. <laughs> I did have to position those bad boys quite a bit to get my head comfortably in the thing while I'm laying on my stomach. Anyway, so I get in there 
And they've got like the hot stones that are literally boiling when they touch your skin to the point where you think you're going to cry out because it's so hot, but then they just move them just in time before it's too unbearable. Yeah. And then, so they massage both of my, so pretty much from like my, you know, hips down, still got my undies on, right? Um, put these paraffin booties on me. And I was in the massage room for probably about an hour and 20 minutes. So she probably did like the paraffin booties and the feet massage was probably about 20 minutes. Each leg was about 20 minutes. And then the head massage was like 20 minutes, right? Yeah. It was the most insane experience. At first I was a little bit apprehensive. I was like, oh, she's going to see me naked. She's going to like lift up the sheet and massage my butt and everything like that. Um, but once she started, I was like, oh my God, to the point where when she finished and she was like, you know, now I'm just going to leave the room and, you know, just get dressed and blah, blah, blah. Do you want to drink? I've got tea, coffee, I've got champagne. I was like, I'll have a champagne. Thank you very much. (laughs) But I was literally about, and it was about probably three o'clock in the afternoon. I was just about to say like, do you have any more appointments? What if I could pay for another session? (laughs) Give her a 20 and go, finish me off. (laughs) But I was so insanely relaxed. So I get dressed and like, take your time as much as you need. I've had all this like, you know, um, wax and oils all over me. I'm like in the most perfect level of relaxation i come out there's a glass of champagne there's you know a glass of water a little chocolate and then part of the package was because they gave me the head massage with all the oils that i'd go into their salon part and they'd give me a full hair wash and blow dry afterwards right so i come out and there was just all these chicks and they take me up to this fancy thing like way better than the normal hairdresser right i'm in this like thing with my head and they've got the water on me and they're like massaging my head while they're washing my hair did you just float out (laughs) I was in heaven I honestly I was like this is how the Kardashians live (laughs) I want to do this every single fucking day and then I come out and then they blow dried my hair in and I actually just got my hair done a couple of days before so they blow dried my hair and put it in like curls exactly the way the way that I wanted gave me another glass of champagne while I was sat there getting my hair done it was fucking absolute bliss and you were just by yourself and I was just by myself and the best part is I've got another voucher (laughs) to do it all again (laughs) so if you've never gone for so my mum and my sister because my mum tried to give it to my sister but she's like I feel really weird about people touching my body and I'm like I get that like it is a little bit weird at first but you've just got to get past that and just enjoy it and the whole time I was there I was like Tyler would fucking love this if he was just laid there (laughs) getting his beard oiled and everything (laughs) could you imagine him he wouldn't even be able to get up he'd like get up like uh someone needs to come pick me up I can't drive (laughs) I'm Um, too relaxed (laughs) so how long was it from when you went in to when you walked out oh probably about two hours two and a half hours maybe see I just would be really concerned that I'm just going to get bored and be like, okay, I'm done. This place was like, so when, during the massage, I didn't want it to end. And that probably went for about an hour and a half. So the whole hair wow. thing went for probably about 40 minutes to an hour or so. But they were just so lovely. Like, it was like they didn't even want me to leave. Like, when I left, they are like, oh, oh, you're ready to go. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, come back and see us. Like, it was the best blow dry I've ever had it was wow. just next level I felt like I was a super rich bitch just going in there just like you know living my life like you know yeah. I don't work because I had a day off yeah. I don't work this, this is, is what, what I do every be. day yeah. share like and subscribe everybody <laughs> it was absolute fucking heaven 
and I was addicted and I just can't wait to book in my next one. Oh, wow. But then after that, I feel like I'm just going to have to do it like every couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> Start budgeting for it. Like me and our, our Botox. Baby, if you're listening, <laughs> that's going to be part of the budget. <laughs> I, I love you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our episode. And I think your first cab off the rank. Oh, am I? Okay. Well, I'm going to jump into then. Let me just get my notes up. Um, I'm just going to jump into, I'm going to go with it. I'm just going to do the whole, um, 2023 actors and writers strike because it's a bit more serious than some of my other subjects. So I want to get it out of the way. Fair enough. (laughs) My my first one's a bit of a big, my biggest one too. Are you going to do the aliens first? Yeah. Yes. I can't wait to hear about (laughs) the aliens. Um, okay. So, um, if you don't know about the writer's strike, there was a writer's strike. What was it? 2008 was the last writer's strike? I think so, yeah. Yep. Which basically brought to a halt a lot of our favourite TV shows mm, and actually ended. ended up in a lot of them getting axed because actors went on strike, writers went on strike. Um, it was too long. And sometimes some of it was mid-season as well. Yes, Hashtag exactly. pushing daisies. And this is what's happening at the moment. So, and I'll get to the part where all the shows that, you know, are upcoming have been halted completely and they don't know what's going to happen with them. Um, But the SAG, so um, is the Screen Actors Guild. So it's a combined effort, right? So it's the actors and the writers together. But I'm just going to give you a little bit of a summary about who they are. But I want to preface it by saying, do you want to know who the president of the SAG is? Oh, okay. So it's someone big? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it an actor? Yeah. Is it a woman? Yes. Is it Meryl Streep? No. Damn. You're never going to guess it. Oh, well, give me a clue then. That's how she became the nanny. I was going to, that is so bizarre. I had Fran Drescher in my head as well. <laughs> it's Fran Drescher. You said I love Fran Drescher. Yeah. She was working in a bridal shop and flashing <laughs> queens. queens. So now, what is the SAG I hear you ask? What is SAG? the SAG? SAG stands for the Screen Actors Guild. It is a labour union representing actors, performers and media professionals in the entertainment industry in the United States. The full name of the union is now SAG-AFTRA, following a merger with the American Federation of Television and Radio Activists, AFTRA, in 2012. So little old friend Drescher is the head of that. Wow. Uh, It was originally founded in 1993 as a Screen Actors Guild to protect the rights and interests of actors working in the film industry. AFTRA, on the other hand, represented a broader spectrum of media professionals, including radio and television performers. Over the years, the lines between film, television and other forms of media blurred, leading to the increased collaboration um, and shared interests between the two unions. Ah. After decades of cooperation and negotiation, SAG and AFTRA merged in 2012, a unified labour union representing a wide range of professionals in the entertainment and media industries. The union negotiates and enforces contracts for its members, ensuring fair wages, working conditions, benefits and protection of intellectual property rights. Um, so SAG-AFTRA represents actors, voice actors, broadcasters, news actors, stunt performers, singers, dancers, and other media professionals in the US. Um, its membership also includes both established performers, up and coming talent working in those areas and other forms of media as a powerful labor union. 
SAG-AFTRA plays a significant role in shaping the working conditions and standards for those working in the entertainment industry and advocating for rights of its members. So if you've been living under a rock, um, they're basically all striking at the moment because Mm. of the situation in terms of, you know, equal opportunity, um, their rights and conditions and standards. But the, the big things that are happening right now um, is with regards to artificial intelligence and streaming. So if you know anything about, you know, actors and, and how they make their money, obviously they get paid, the, the, the big ones get paid from, you know, the, the contracts that they make and how much they get paid for certain movies and certain movie deals with certain networks and things like that. But if you're a little bit actor or you're a child actor, you get it from royalties, right? So if you're yeah. on a, t- let's say the nanny, you're on a TV show like the nanny, and then you don't go into act for 10 years after that show finishes, you still get royalties every time it's played on, um, you know, free to air or cable, cable TV. Yeah. yeah. You know, so like your Fox sales and stuff like that, they pay you money and then you eventually get the royalties. And it's a small amount, but it depends on how popular it is and how many times it's watched. And same with movies. But now that streaming's come into it, they're not paying any of those monies anymore. They're paying like a very, 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 very small percentage, similar to how Spotify works. You know, all their music is publicly available, but they only get like certain point three percent or whatever. Yeah, they get like fucking next to nothing, right? Mm. So that's one part of it. But the other part is how they're using artificial intelligence to make films now. So if you've seen any of the the Star Warses, Indiana Jones is one of them, how they're able to use, you know, digital artificial intelligence to reproduce like actors in their youth. Yeah. So like Harrison Ford. Um, in Star Wars and also in Indiana Jones, they make him look young in certain scenes of new movies. He's not young anymore. They're not using old clips of him acting years ago. And obviously he's getting paid a significant amount because he's contracted to that. But their concern is where does the line end? Do they say because it's AI, that actor actually doesn't get paid for those scenes? Or... Well, it hasn't got to that point now, but now they're concerned that, you know, um, that it will extras like yeah. extras in the background and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So they're going to be able to use AI to actually fill up m- an audience. Exactly. Yeah. So they're not going to need as many people and the, the money's not going to be, you know, forthcoming. These people have to make a living. Yeah. Like, yeah, you've got your Brad Pitts and, you know, all those ones and your Adam yeah. Sandlers who are just so popular that they're making a killing and they're just begging for them to be on their networks or, you know, Adam yeah. Sandler just signed some million billion dollar deal with Netflix and they have the rights to all these movies now for the next five or 10 years or whatever it is. But if you're smaller down the chain, you don't get that. So you don't get Mm. the money from the royalties because they're streaming at such a small, small rate. Um, And also they're concerned about what AI is going to do to the industry. Mm. So, you know, genuine concerns, um, but they've all started protesting um, and striking and as you probably would have read at the Barbie premiere they all walked out um, so part of what the union's doing is saying like you can't promote the movies and stuff like that if you're one of us you have to make a stand as well so it stops them from promoting so the Barbie movie and um, what's the Oppenheimer 
yeah. the big one. Yeah. So so many of the actors walked out of the premiere, like they came and did a photo shoot at the beginning and then they took off because wow. they were like, we can't be here. And they also are totally like on board yeah, yeah, with yeah. the strike action and stuff Which like that. It would be so hard for them, but they've got to make that stand and start well, protecting I, their interests. Exactly. And protecting their industry. Yeah. protecting other people like up and coming artists and yeah. you know and it's and it's definitely way 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 more complicated than that than how yeah. i've you know summarized it but it's huge because it means so many of our shows yeah I know. Um, well, i'm thinking stranger things is it five Season oh stranger five? things actually has been put on hold so the first ones to be hit was all the um late night shows so jimmy fallon um what's the other jimmy um yeah whatever his uh, name is, yeah. um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So now instead of like, so they were supposed to have, who was supposed, oh, so Pete Davidson was supposed to host Saturday Night Live last week or this week. And instead, because they're all on strike, now they're just playing reruns. So oh, wow. old reruns of Saturday Night Live. So all the actors who were scheduled to appear to finalise the last season, because there's like, I don't know, a couple of episodes left before the end yeah. of the season. I've had to say no. Yeah, they're yeah. on strike. So um, it means that they're showing reruns. And the same with Jimmy Fallon and all those late night talk shows. Yeah. But now it's come to stuff in production like Handmaid's Tale has been pushed out. Oh, um, the second season of 1923, they don't even have a start date. Um, trucks are showing up to production to, you know, start setting up equipment and stuff like that. They're being turned away. Wow. Um, so it's like whilst 2008 was massive, they reckon this, this one's going to be bigger. Well, this and is movies. It's not just writers. Yes. Yeah. And all the production companies who are making the most money out of anything are like, this is shit. This is worse than COVID. You're ruining livelihoods. It's not just the actors. Like it's the people well, who work behind fair. the scenes. and Stop paying people, cunts. Yeah, it's like anything, right? But I find it incredibly fascinating because I love seeing my celebrities um, that I follow on Instagram striking and, you stand. know, having their picket signs walking yeah. around going, we will not, we need better conditions, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Well, so, sometime in the, in the future, someone who's doing a podcast on activism will probably reference this. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make sure we have a contract for our royalties, please. Yeah, exactly. That was um, But, yeah, like, so the new Game of Thrones has been halted. All the Star Wars films, all the Avengers films have been halted. Everything's halted. Um, There was heaps of other shows, like Euphoria, I think. Um, Yeah, and that's what they'd be saying. Like, now the actors are like, don't be scabs to the people who they'll try and get to just fill. You can't fill if all the big names are gone. Mm, And now they're just bringing in people as well who are, waiting for their chance who've never acted before and trying to get them in to be like, Hey, yeah. just work in these, you know, positions so that we can try to keep the industry growing. But the industry is pretty much just stalled. Yeah. Good. I hope it actually changes some stuff for them. Although this could be our opportunity to get our big break on the screen. I know. Right. Totally on the big screen. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. But I, I find it incredibly fascinating. Like I love when a group of people band together for equality and um you know just standards just what they deserve to get it's just like just give them what they want apparently there's been heaps of discussions but they believe that the strike will last until at least october because the other side's just not giving in at all yeah Um, and they need to not listening because they're making you know millions and millions of dollars every day even Mm. with it all like stalled because they're getting all the streaming income as well from selling the shows off to the streaming companies and so, so it's they a big are deal. going to have to make new content soon. 
what people are going to do if there's no new shows. I know. Well, look, I mean, we do watch a lot of reruns anyway. <laughs> I'm back on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Todd's like, I can't believe you watch this. And I was like, look. It's my happy place. I have to have faults, right? I can't yeah. be perfect all the time. It's the happy place. <laughs> Over to you, stupid uh, bitch. What's, tell me about the aliens. I'm, I'm dying to hear. Well, look, so I originally had a long list of topics that I wanted to chat about this app, app, but I've had to park a couple because of some info I read about just this week, which has also brought a topic that I had set aside for a potential conspiracy theory episode that I wanted to do, um, which I was going to suggest for season seven. And I'm just going to butt in here because you're going to just totally roast me on my whole I don't believe in aliens stance. (laughs) I know. Well, I do have that as a thing. It was... Um, so I was going to say for consp- this other topic, part of the topic for a conspiracy theory episode, but the link between the two articles is just too good for me to put on hold. Are you ready? And I'm, I've, I've perused the smallest bit. I know some headlines yeah. at best. I know the memes, which we'll get to. <laughs> um, I don't have the memes, so that's good that you've got that. But yes, I can't wait, go. But you know how much I love this shit. So noting for our dear listeners, we record well in advance of our episodes, releasing our episodes, hashtag curse of season four. So this may (laughs) seem like old news now, but it isn't as we record the episode. On Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2023. Mark it in your calendars, please. It's a moment in history. (laughs) Today is the 28th. Over two and a half hours, a subcommittee made up of Democratic and Republican representatives heard from and questioned three top-ranking military officials who were under oath to tell the truth. Two of the officials have claimed to have first-hand experience with extraterrestrial technology, and the third, David Grush, sparked the recent interest in aliens through whistleblower claims of a secret hashtag, I'm not hashtag, air quote, multi-decade UAP, which is the new word for UFOs and means unclassified aerial phenomena, Apparently he's been trying to whistle bro for a long time as well and no one would listen to him. Um, Whistle bro, I said. He did, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So claims of a secret multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program. The UAP issue has gained widespread attention from Congress and the public in recent years with the release of several video recordings of the encounters, which typically show seemingly nondescript objects moving through the air at very high speeds with no apparent method of propulsion, which we covered in our UFO episode. Mulder and Scully Plus is the case for you. (laughs) The Pentagon's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, which Congress established last year to investigate the incidents, has investigated roughly 800 reports of UAP as of May. While military officials have said most cases have innocuous origins, many others remain unexplained. Lawmakers say the military knows more about the objects than it has disclosed to Congress. So the hearing was how the apocalypse starts. Oh, you're going to love what I've got to tie this in with. So the hearing wasn't about proving aliens exist. It was actually about government transparency and the fact that if the government thinks that they they might exist, it should be sharing that knowledge with the US Congress and the government has been covering it up, which it can't do with Congress apparently. Mm. Three big things that came out about it. A US intelligence official swore under oath that the Pentagon is in possession of alien vehicles and non-human bodies. And by non-human bodies, we can assume they don't mean camels. (laughs) The UFOs 
looked like black cubes and clear spheres and tic tacs which i think is in reference to those videos that they released um one of the guys said that one of the objects was stationary in category four hurricane winds wasn't moving why at all. haven't they tried a retrieval mission yet like why are, haven't they declared war on us if we've been holding their bodies and their spaceships all this time i would say that i don't know but i in, in a perfect they're just the rookies existence. that got caught they got sent out well, like, i eh. think i think as well once once evolution happens to a form of that type of power that war and total control isn't actually a thing like when you look at our evolution through back in the days where it was everyone was fighting everyone and all that shit you know what i mean like crusades and fucking like it's the universe according to sean bino hipkins plus mark it down like it becomes like there's no point to it so then they know that you know what i mean why haven't they taken us over because that's that's what i'm saying i think it, when you I think that the evolution, when you get to that sort of higher level of being. We're like ants to them. Pretty much. And it's, they're just, it's not about taking over. It's about just living and blah, 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 and being good. So, you know, mm. like it's not tribes fighting tribes. Looking at it. That's what I think anyway, but I could be very wrong. Independence Day. Independence Day. <laughs> and the third point was people were harmed in a huge international cover-up dating back to the 30s. And Ooh. the guy was questioned if he knows of anyone being murdered. And he replied saying, I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities. So it's all very sketchy. And it's funny because when they started releasing the videos, I remember thinking it's like they're slowly preparing us for the big truth that we have encountered alien existence for many years, but they are now just thinking that the world is actually ready and able to, able to comprehend <laughs> and accept it. Um, like AI is a thing now, and we all have super duper technology in the palm of our hands with fucking iPhones and whatnot. So it's not such a far fetched idea. They're just laughing at us up there. Send... They're just like, guys, please. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, the nothing. government. I mean, the government are preparing us by releasing these little videos that, yeah, we've known about this, but here's this stuff. Because you imagine if it came out in the 30s where people were fucking housewives just fucking trying to fight to vote. And all of a sudden there's aliens. They'd be like, what the fuck? It would turn the world into chaos, you know? So now I think that's sort of, hey, guys, just FYI, there might be something out there. But what about all those people who got hushed up? <laughs> what about They've been them? told that they're crazy for all these years. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's poor fuckers. Yeah. So from what it I'm seems... I was abducted by an alien life form and never believed me. They step a probe at my anus. <laughs> So from what it seems, it's like... Scully it's, had an alien baby, plus. She did. It all seems like it's going to come to light pretty soon about alien encounters and what the truth really is. Like the world is ready for that next step of expansion of life, I think. But what that means and what it brings, I think, is pretty terrific and scary in itself. And it brings us so many questions. Will we end up having like a world leader, for example, if we end up becoming like Earth as a thing? Oh, what happens scary. next? Will Earth peoples travel to these new places? Some of the memes that you were talking about, about <laughs> alien sex, it's like, oh, my God, yeah. Will they have cross-species intercourse and will it result in a light? No, what do they call a, a mule? <laughs> a donkey and a horse gives a mule that can't reproduce, you know what I mean? <laughs> what can happen? <laughs> yeah, that's a mule. That's why it's a mule. And but it, a mule's also... a real thing. Yeah, but it can't reproduce. A mule is an offspring of a donkey and a horse. And it's like a, um, a liger, I think it's called. When a tiger and a lion have sex, they have a liger. 
but it doesn't have the reproductive organs. So I like never knew like, that. Are you saying so, that mules can't repro- reproduce? They can't have baby mules. Yeah, let me just see. So <laughs> a donkey and a horse. Child. My mind is already blown so massively. Yeah. If I find out that mules can't have babies, I'm just not even gonna know. It, it, the mule is a domestic equine hybrid between a donkey and a horse. It's the offspring of a male donkey and a female horse. Um, the horse and donkey are different species with different numbers of chromosomes. Can mules reproduce? <laughs> ChatGP. <laughs> mules are usually infertile for this reason. Pregnancy is rare, but can occasionally occur as well as through embryo transfer. <laughs> so yeah, usually it's like no because of the difference in chromosomes and it's like Mine's nature saying alone. you can't do that. So, or when it happens, is it just like when you come out of the closet and you think, "Oh my god, big parties, streamers, celebrations, rah 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 is going to happen," but life just continues the same. You're like, "Oh, like that's the shit I think about." Is it going to be? Oh yeah, there's aliens. <laughs> Seems like that's pretty much what's happening right now, right? (laughs) Maybe not, maybe to you, but not to me. (laughs) But the reason why I'm bringing this up now, beside it being a current affair, is an article I read about a week ago about the Blue Bean Project. Have you heard of that? Mm -mm. Neither had I until I read it. And it was fascinating. So it's a conspiracy theory. And this is what it's about. It's pretty wild. It's a theory that at some point in the near future, global elites will use hidden and superior technology to simulate an extraterrestrial invasion on Earth in order to assert their dominance and conquer the world. Uh, X-Files, of course. When the staged extraterrestrial begins, a false messiah will emerge amidst the chaos in each country, and this individual will have the power to protect all the people and halt the invasion. This false messiah will then become the new world order of religion ultimately uniting the world under one religious leader, the Antichrist, as described in the apocalypse. The increased presence of UFOs in recent years is seen as a sign that global elites are training to perfect, to be flawless and be flawlessly prepared for the final invasion. The growing development of technologies such as AI and 5G is believed to be perfecting the simulated invasion. Whoa. I know, full of crazy, hey? And that's what they say as well. Um, so this blue beam thing's been around since the 90s. And now it's like they're starting to drop these things. It's like, is this happening? And 5G and AI intelligence and crazy, hey? I have no words. It's pretty wild, I do Bring on the apocalypse. That's what I mean. Like, this is what they're trying to, it could, could be just have to go it's not real it's not real it's not real <laughs> you want it to be real though you're like yes oh i wouldn't mind the alien thing being real but as long as it's a fucking peaceful encounter <laughs> well all the memes that i'm seeing on instagram is basically like having sex with an alien so i feel like there's something else i'm missing i maybe need to delve into that a little bit more because what you're saying is like alien life is you know confirmed allegedly well, that's what they're saying, that they've got alien vehicles, the mm. UN, 
um, the Pentagon has actual alien vehicles. And also bodies, yeah. And body material. And that's what they would say about the, um, you know, the technological boom that we've had since, what, the 80s or 70s? Yeah. They think that's what they've had, some alien stuff where they've reversed engineered it and been able mm. to develop all this stuff or they're in communication with the aliens who are bringing this technology. Mm. Because it's been 2,000 years and then all of a sudden. But also I think it could be just because the population doubled into fucking billions of people and now we've got a lot more great minds than we did in fucking the year 100 AD. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You're frothing it, aren't you? I am. I'm like, give me more. What's going on? And to know that, to think that Donald Trump might have this information when he got into power, or do you reckon they were like, we're not telling that kind of this? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all a conspiracy. He's on a needs to know basis. Yeah, it's all a conspiracy. I think he's on DD. a needs to know basis the whole time, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that one. Whoa, I'm totally intrigued, but yeah, I'm still skeptical. <laughs> Ghosts? I yes. I can't help it. I just, <laughs> it's just not my thing. Okay. Well then, okay. So if this is really happening, Elon Musk is going to be totally into it, right? He's like the space guy. Did you know he's the richest man in the world? Is he? That doesn't surprise me. I was shocked. I was like, what the fuck? I, I also went into an Elon Musk um, hole the other day mm, because. Can't stand him. Oh, yeah, I know. I can't stand him either. Um, as just, much as I'd love a Tesla, I'm not buying one because it's here. So I get most of my information from Instagram, right? That's my thing. I'm always on Instagram and I follow yeah. so many celebrities and then I see some things, some tidbits that they post and then it, it like, you know, encouraged me to look into things more. And I saw an actress that I follow. She was pointing to the X. So, oh, okay. So listeners, um, if you don't already know, Twitter's been rebranded. I'm not a Twitter person. I've never really tweeted. Yeah. I don't really get it. I don't like following it. Tyler follows it for basketball. I still don't really get it. I don't understand why it's so relevant and everyone loves it so much because I've never been able to. And now we have threads. Yeah. I don't really understand how threads works either. It's because I'm probably old and I just don't really get a lot of. Threads you know, is Mark Zuckerberg's um, Twitter, basically. Yeah, it's ma- it's going off too. He's making so much yeah. money off it apparently, like it's killing it. I don't even understand what it is. But anyway, um, so then apparently Twitter's losing a lot of money and a lot of like business opportunities as well. Um, but from what I, from the whole rebrand and how I've interpreted it is that he's trying to make it like Facebook, like pay apps in it, business ads and stuff like that. Exactly how Facebook is now. Like it's pay apps. You log into everything, log in with Facebook, you know, pay through Facebook. Do you know what I mean? Like you do all those. And that's what he's trying to do with Twitter, but then he's rebranded it to just X. And then there was all these celebrities like going, what the fuck is this? Like, it's just an X. Like, is this a man thing? You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Right. Um, but then he's got the kid that's called X and then the other kids called something weird that has an X in it as well. Yeah. It's like, and remember they weren't allowed to legally call the kid that and they got in trouble for it because it was, um, you know, they use characters that weren't in the English language and stuff like, or in any language. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. Imagine how warped their it's family like when home life became is. the sign. Yeah, it's just like, come on. So he's like six kids anyway before he has those kids, six or four, one of those, um, before he's had the new kids with Grimes, but they're not together anymore. I actually used to kind of like some of Grimes' music. Now I just think she's massively weirdo. 
um, don't call your kid X double X Y Y Z Z one 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 or whatever it is. And don't call your kid Grimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's obviously the stage name that she's taken. Oh. That's not her actual name. <laughs> That's what she's called. <laughs> it's I a performance got, name. I, I don't actually know, know what her real name is. is. I used to like some of her music. Um, she used to like collaborate with some artists back in the day and I like some of their songs so therefore I liked her songs um but yeah so Twitter's basically x and it's like so weird but I also didn't realize that he was the richest man ever like I was like how's he so rich but then Tesla the space thing yeah. that he's in all the other things that he's in I guess and yeah. um there was lots of things that he's involved in that make him heaps of money that I didn't really recognize any type of reference to them but yeah that's it. That's my bit on X. <laughs> <laughs> X and out. It's not yeah. really interesting at all. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. If he is going to be the downfall of Twitter, which I think would be fantastic. Totes. It would be amazing. Yeah. To just prove that it doesn't matter how much money you have, you can't just rule the world. Considering I don't understand do. it anyway and think it's shit. So, yeah. And it's not that I haven't tried. I've really tried. Yeah, I know. It's just too much attention it's too needy Twitter. and too many words and, and too many gotta, retweets all the time i'm like there's so much like it's like reddit gotta, have you ever gotten into reddit uh i've read a few things on reddit my sister loves reddit loves yeah. it like is just she gets everything from it she loves it so much and i remember being into reddit years ago like i'm talking over 10 years ago when it first came out and i used to get onto it because it had it wasn't as complex as it is now now mm. it's so complex that i just don't get it anymore yeah, it's too hard basket. I like Reddit for the AMA, so ask me anything. So they'd have like survivor contestants on there and people could just ask them questions and they'd reply to, oh. you know, stuff about what it was like on their season or stuff, intel about other cast members and shit. Mm. So I don't mind it for some of that stuff, but yeah, it's um it's not one of my favourite go-tos. All right, so my next one is AI-powered electric shoes. Have you seen anything oh, on this? Yeah. No, I haven't, but everything's so just, AI these days at the moment, isn't it? It is. I just saw a little article on it and I saw, oh my God. And I saw a little video on it too, which is just fucking hilarious. It's an AI powered shoe that lets you walk at the speed of running. So basically it's for the straight community to keep up with our, us gays, with our ice lattes as we're walking through the streets. <laughs> <laughs> They're called the moonwalkers. And these shoes are more like slip on skates that function automatically with the help of artificial intelligence, which means that you don't need to know how to skate to use them. You just simply walk as usual and let the technology do the rest. And it looks pretty cool seeing the videos of people wearing them. And it's kind of, it's like, you know, those um, walking escalators in airports, those flat ones. Mm, mm. So when you stand on there and start walking and you sort of zip up, mm. it's like it's like that, but on the sole of your feet and these wheels. Way more um, intense. And a bit more intense, yeah. Like if you're running, excuse me, coming through. I guess it'd be like <laughs> on a fucking scooter. Um, but yeah, you need a pair of stat. <laughs> so, so they, me up a little bit. I've got little legs. I can't help it that I can't walk as fast as you fucking. You'd be fine. We'd be going to come up to the entry, like, yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> so they use AI to learn your walking patterns and adapt to your gait. <laughs> G-A-I-T, whilst you learn walking in them. So to speed up, you just quicken your pace and there's an option to apply brakes immediately 
halting movement if required. So I'm just wondering. So, so I guess that's so you don't go flying out in front of a truck. You're like, ah, stop. But I'm curious how the inertia would work on that. Like when your feet stop, does your body keep going forward? You're like, well. And do you and have a brake? Can you break it? Do you have yeah, like that's a, what I said. There's an option to apply brakes, which immediately halt movement if required. But how, like, does your body then go forward from the inertia? There's going to be a lot of accidents in that. 100%. And I also started wondering what happens about bumpy footpaths or stairs and shit like that, but have seen that moonwalkers will allow you to lock them and then negotiate these things as you normally would. I know, which I just think is weird. Like you're going over a bumpy road, you just stop and just start walking with wheels on the bottom of your feet. It reminds me of um, Back to the Future. Remember when they had the hoverboards yes. and stuff? in yeah. the air and they'd like be hovering around like and we all thought that really cooler. by the time we got to the year 2000 we'd have like hoverboards and everyone yeah. could just like fly through the air and that never fucking happened what happened to that <laughs> no where's the flying cars bitches let's have some flying fucking skateboards man <laughs> i'd rather them than skate shoes <laughs> yeah a flying scooter one with a handle yeah yeah a scooter that would be way better because you just hold on you've got something to put your hands on yeah and then fly around not shoes where they're going different directions, different directions. Have to have a little bit of balance on you like that <laughs> these shoes are also water resistant and have a top speed of around of 11.2 kilometers that's per important. hour that's super important water well in the rain i guess yeah super important <laughs> It was like, um, I remember when um, one of Beck's kids got one of those rip sticks and we were, I was at her place having drinks with them and they were all skating around. I was like, give out a skaga. I can do this. And I got in a rip stick and I fucking put one foot on, said, how do I do this? Put my other foot at the end and then went flat on my ass. Is that those my head on, on the two wheels? Yeah, those ones pla- that yeah. move in the middle. You know, oh, those okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. like a skateboard that moves in the middle. It's got yes. a bar in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. flat, a front platform and a back platform. And you and just wiggle you. to make it move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went, Phoom! Yeah. <laughs> that's Gazzy what I out. happening with these fucking moonwalkers. <laughs> so that's that story for me. Okay, so my next story is washing chicken. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm intrigued about this one, I must say. Okay, so it came to my attention a little while ago, that particularly in the US, I think it is. Like, I'd never in my life. Have you ever heard about washing chicken before you cook it? I've heard about, yeah, like some people wash the slime off it if it's been Do in you the- do that? I have before when I've picked it up. Sometimes it's been like, ooh, given a little rinse. Um, have you? Yeah, just chicken bread. I mean, it's just water. I know, but I just think, oh, if it's that weird looking, just chuck it in the bin, do you know what I mean? And just eat yeah. the toast for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not really if it's weird looking, just if I've picked it up, if it's been defrosting and, you know, when it gets all that juice that comes out the plastic bag and sits on the plate in well, the fridge and the shit. that's just juice from the chicken though. Yeah, I know, but like when it's on that and sometimes I rinse that shit off, yeah. Well, it came to my attention a, a little while ago because I saw a lot of the recipes that I would sometimes watch or follow from US people who'd post it. And look, I'm sure it's in other countries because there's this big debate that I came across as well recently. Um, people would wash their chicken before they, you know, cooked with it or chopped it up. And I was like, that's a really weird thing to do. I've never heard of that. Certainly not going to start doing it because that's just going to add to my cooking time and nobody got time for that, right? <laughs> anyway, so I came across this article the other day where there's this huge debate where in the US so many people like, and it's ingrained, like their their mothers and their grandmothers have washed their chicken their whole entire life. And so, and I'm talking proper chefs, like proper people who, you know, make a living from cooking stuff and making meals. 
and they wash their chicken before they cook it. And apparently it's something about, you know, the view is yet to get the shit off it and, you know, yeah. make it more, um, you know, Healthy. get the germs off it. Yeah, yeah get the germs yeah. and stuff off it before you cook it. Anyway, so then I read this whole article and it was basically asking you know, health experts about should you or should you not wash your chicken, which I think is insane, by the way. Yeah. Um, and there was three different perspectives. There was like two different medical perspectives, like one from like, you know, um, germs and disease sort of whatever. Organizations. I can't even talk properly. This is how <laughs> drunk I am. Um, uh, like people who prepare food, like food preparation people the head of like some food preparation industry in the yeah. US. And then there was like the germs and disease, whatever in the US. And then there was like a chef and all three of them were like, don't fucking wash your chicken, you dummies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I have read articles since in the past as well, where they say, if you wash it, it's actually worse than not washing it. Cause you, you contaminate it. Cause if you're washing yes. it with tap water, yeah. There's heaps of contaminants that are in tap water and also putting your hands on it too many times to wash it is also putting contaminants on it. Yeah. Um, so just get it out of the packet and touch it as least as like, you know, the least amount. But when you're cutting it too, your hands are all over that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But then I you mean, put other things hands. onto it. Yeah. Yeah. I but don't. it's the same with ham as well. Like my Donate boss, my food. <laughs> <laughs> my um, bossy old boss would wash his ham when it would get a bit slimy too gross no way if ham is slimy bin or to the dog no way it's not one you fuck with or it's chicken either (laughs) that was my tidbit what's your next one so this one is one that came up and of course it piqued my interest psychologist warns it's a major red flag if you relax by enjoying true crime stories. Ooh. <laughs> so no surprises why this piqued my interest. Hubs and I like to settle in bed pretty much every night, unless I'm podcasting or we're out partying, and pop an ep- on an episode of true crime of a true crime series. Sometimes I would love if Tyler too. would do that with me. He would never watch true crime oh, with me. He hates it. it. It's the best right before bed. Sometimes we do two and even three episodes, depending on the time we hit the proverbial A. So when I saw this article, I had to give it a read. And apparently a mental health expert has warned that those who listen to or watch episodes of True Crime to Unwind might be seriously disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Bryant revealed during a podcast that those who consume violent media may do so for a very specific reason. It might be because the trauma of it all is familiar to them. (laughs) She said, if you're having ideas of relaxing before you go to, if you, if your idea of relaxing before you go to sleep is to watch three episodes of Law and Order, then I would encourage you to think about why tra- is trauma relaxing to me? I'm like, bitch, we'd be watching. It's not Laura. Worst. You don't watch Laura. You watch the serious, like. Totally. We'd be watching your worst nightmare based on true accounts. So another fave of ours is at the moment is Killer in My Village. And no one can hear you scream or Murdered by Morning. And also Married to Evil is another good one. Oh, and Homicide for the Holidays was also a fave. But just because of some of the names, I'd give the episodes like Silent Light, Silent Night, Lethal Night. And thanks, killing. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Bryant continued, some of us grew up in high stress situations, so people mistake peace for boring. To come home to yourself, you have to learn, you have to lean into the discomfort before it's going to feel unfamiliar. Whoa. 
whatever. Because it's going to feel up for me. And I was like, what a lot of shit. Seriously disturbed. We watch Cold Case all the time. I love like those crime shows. And when I can finally get Tyler interested in one, I'm like, yeah, we're watching it in bed. And also, like, we watch it and we're like, yes, they got the arsehole and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's the satisfaction of the killer getting caught. Not like That's yeah, a lie. You love the unsolved ones. You love them. <laughs> I do like that. But when you see an arsehole husband or whatever who's been a complete prick and you see them finally get caught after years or something, that's always a great satisfying feeling. But, yeah, I do love the unsolved ones. So according to these um, psychiatrists, you're incredibly disturbed. Vinny and I are both seriously disturbed. <laughs> and that's um, and that's only if you watch Law and Order, she said that. Yeah. She'd have a field day with the shit that we fucking watch before bed. She'd contact her. Be like, hey, <laughs> find her Instagram account. Be like, hey, so, you know, diagnose uh, me. <laughs> so we've got these lights in our bedroom that um, are LED lights. You can tuck the top of them and they change colour. So, of course... And we've got lights on our balcony as well that change colour. So I have them set for each day of the week. Green is payday, which is Wednesday. So it's green on payday. And Monday it's blue usually because we're blue on Mondays. And You guys have so much time on your hands. I just don't even it takes a little. It only takes a little <laughs> moment to prepare it. But I would on, never um, remember to do that. I know. It's automatic. You just set it in. And I put it in, it's on timer. So it happens without me doing anything now. <laughs> but the ones in the bedroom on Monday night, like when we go to bed, we'll be What's like, Friday? Put on a murder. Friday's party night. It's Friday and Saturday night is multicolored. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sunday is golden. <laughs> but um and then work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And then Monday though, we turn change the ones in the bedroom. So they're red lights. And then we have true crime night. We go to bed early on Monday and we put on about three episodes of murders while we're sat there in the red light. <laughs> That's the way you want to start your week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Death. <sighs> What's your next one, stupid bitch? Sorry. So my second last one is um that I saw a concert last Friday night. I went to the Tivoli again for overseas listeners. You wouldn't know that. And even probably national listeners, the Tivoli is like this concert venue in Brisbane, which has been there forever. And Iconic. as my sister and I was lining up and I were lining up, we would like trying to think of all the concerts we've actually seen there. And I was like, wow. I've been here so many times and we could only like, you know, mention like three or four each that we could actually remember, like could name. And we were like, I was like, I've been here probably 20 times in my life. Like I've been here so many times. <laughs> I've seen way more concerts than the ones that I can remember. Um, great venue, um, great place, but hard to get to. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, a bit of walking, but still in the valley. Anyway, so we went to see the Waves. So my sister got the tickets for the Waves, which is an Australian band who's been around for about... Um, recognized in terms of popularity for the last 20 years but been yeah. performing for 30 years um she is a huge fan and I didn't even know this I was wondering why she got the tickets to be honest originally and she rang me and she said I've got these two tickets Aaron brought them he said if I absolutely have to come with you I will but can you ask your sister first <laughs> <laughs> so she rang me she said I got two tickets to where and it comes like yes of course nice. um, but I only really know two songs of theirs right yeah so I didn't know this until we were there and my sister was obsessed with their first two albums because when she was young and driving to uni and a little VW bug that she used to have many many moons ago she that was the only CDs that she had and so she knew all the words to all the songs um, and I only really, I knew a couple like loosely, but two main ones, which is I'm, I'm in London, London still, still, which is yeah. your song. I know you love that song. And yeah. then the bridal train. 
but I was still pretty psyched to go. Um, it was a bit of a fuck around when we got there because um, it was just so busy. It was absolutely chockers. There was a huge fight next to us of all these women, like, you know, just not listening to the concert and other people just abusing them and security came and it was crazy. Drama, loved every second of that. Because <laughs> the um, age demographic was... It was there was probably a handful of people who were younger than me. Wow. Most of them were, you know, my age and much older. Um, much never older. seen <laughs> so many like completely messed up blind people off their faces in my life. And I've been to a lot of festivals, I party <laughs> a lot. But this venue, people were just like looking around, like there was oh, I, one girl was behind me and she'd been spewed on. Um, it was such a messy messy concert um but ended up being super super awesome because even though I didn't know all their songs except for those two that I mentioned which they absolutely killed when they sung it the one of the chicks who's the older sister so there's the wife says two sisters and a guy and they traveled around in a combi for years in Australia you know selling cds out of the back of their van became super popular have this huge cult following in australia and overseas have played you know played for bob dylan um wow. were yeah like the um what do you call it the one before support act the support act for bob dylan um huge accomplishments as artists um but the the older sister who was there um she wore a bun on her head like i do so immediately yeah. i felt like oh my god we're like <laughs> best friends um but she was so cool but also super messy to the point where when she was singing she'd forget the words to some of the songs <laughs> um when her sister because they share a lot of the vocals but some songs are one person yeah. um and when her sister was singing or the guy was singing she'd just be wandering around in the background talking to people or just swanning <laughs> in and out off the stage I'm not needed, I'm not needed right now <laughs> she told this one story about how like the shakers that she used in one song um she had they'd broken when she was in a show in the US and then she'd filled them with hundreds and thousands because she had to go on and perform and she'd accidentally broke them during the concert at the Tivoli and then there was just like moldy hundreds and thousands like all over the stage <laughs> Because I've been in there so long. <laughs> so I literally came out being completely obsessed. Finally found her on Instagram. She's got like 46 followers and a closed account. And I sent oh, really? like a, a friend request. I was like, please let me follow you. <laughs> 46 I, followers God. the whole time i was on i was watching i said to sarah i just want to be best friends with her she's like my spirit animal i love her so much and now i'm super obsessed with the waves like i just have all their songs on my playlist because oh, really? it was so good like even though i didn't know the words and i love being at a concert like i only really buy tickets to concerts when i know all the words to the songs and yeah. i love them that much yeah um it was still, the music was still so great. And like the, the crowd just knew every word of every song. Cool. It was a real vibe. It was so I, cool. I love that. That's like when you'd go to a festival and then you you had your, your favourite band or one of your favourites coming on the stage. So you'd get there and there was nothing else on before them. So you'd just go to that stage and then there'd be some act on there that you'd never heard of that you're like, these are fucking cool. Like, and that's how you end up loving all. bands too, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, but it was so cool. And I'm so grateful that I got to go um, because, you know, they're getting older. They're in their 50s now, like yeah. early 50s, Yeah, um, which isn't too far away for us. <laughs> but Continue. never have I seen so many messed up people in my life. Like every time I went to the bathroom, I was like, everyone in this place is off their faces. Like... <laughs> 
Over right, to well, you. My um, second final one for our joint one is British bloke died in Jamaica after he tried drinking all 21 cocktails on the hotel bar menu. Weak. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Southern, a 53-year-old from Staffordshire in England, was on vacation with his family in May 2022. I only saw the article recently. Picked my interest. <laughs> in St. Anne, Jamaica. Picked where he met two Canadian women at a bar trying to complete a 21-drink challenge to celebrate a birthday, according to ITV News. Southern had, however, prior to meeting these gals, been drinking brandy and beer prior to taking up the challenge, according to an inquest. Been there. <laughs> I've never really had brandy, I don't think. I'm not sure it's a drink I would like. I think we call it port, don't we? Is that is the it, same? Is it a similar type thing? I think it's different, but like, it's more like, I love a good port. I hate port. Oh, I love it. I love it at Christmas time. I love drinking it with my dad. Mm -mm. It's a very English thing to drink. I used to drink it with my ex-husband's family a lot, like have a little port after with dessert. Uh, And and then I'd like little baby glasses. And then I'd be like, give me another port. I'll have a (laughs) third port. Make it a fifth port, please. (laughs) Just give me the bottle. So port is Portuguese fortified wine that is made by adding distilled grape spirit, usually brandy, to a wine base. Mm. There you go. So similar. Um, So, yeah, he joined the women and managed to have 12 drinks before returning to his room at the Royal Decameron Club Caribbean, where he later died. It's over half. It is over half but only just his family was since critic has since criticized the- his family have since criticized the medical treatment he received when they first realized he was ill quote he was on his back choking i put him in the recovery position and screamed for an ambulance a family member said according to an inquest reported by itv he was making a gurgling sound as soon as he was in the recovery position he vomited i was shouting his name with no response a pathologist in Jamaica's capital of Kingston ruled that the Southern had died, that Southern had died from acute gastroenteritis due to alcohol consumption. Ooh. The inquest into his toxo- toxicology report, however, could take up to three years before it makes its way back to the UK. So <laughs> even still, they've still got another two years to go, even though this is a year after. That so could have pointing- happened to any of us in Magaluf, really. Can, oh, you, ima- can you remember this level of spirits? Remember those yeah. fish bowls? And we end up giving them away to those young kids because we were like, that's it's just like, burning my that's, throat. yeah, that's like just metho. They're mm. saying it's vodka, but we know better. That's we know not, vodka. <laughs> and those kids were like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe not so responsible, but. <laughs> So I'm not they were legal any... people. They were legal. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. It wasn't like they're children just, on the street. They are just younger than us. <laughs> and the des- when we left the table, they were like, are you leaving that fish while there? We're like, yeah, we don't want it. Can we have it? Sure. Here you go. <laughs> Super gross. <laughs> They've still got more layers of fucking shit they haven't burnt away from their throat and gut yet. <laughs> their kidneys and livers are okay. They're functioning fine. <laughs> so I'm not pointing any fingers, Sky, but shotguns have shot, snorkels, sneaking and little drinking flasks to establishments. You know, <laughs> may not be the best. <laughs> judgment. <laughs> no judgment. judgment from you. And I'll have you know that you never say no. <laughs> you get me at my weak spot. Oh, stop it. <laughs> How many times have you forced drinks on me? Have I? 
How many times has Vinny forced drinks on me? There's a video of him going, take your medicine. <laughs> That's right. You're like looking at him. At like, your old house. Yeah. I don't no, like it's it in your garage. You know, take your medicine. And you're like, poor bitch. Hurry up. <laughs> giving him a look like, hurry but up. That's a different one. The one There was uh, one at your house where he's like literally pouring it. I think it was my birthday. Uh, your old house. And he's like <laughs> trying to give more to me. And I was like, I don't want anyone. He's like pouring uh, it. No, have it. See? Do you remember fun time, Vinny? <laughs> Oh, they were the dads. <laughs> Love you, Pat. Um, so for our final story, we're going to do a joint collab, but you're going to kick it off on the dearly departed Sinead O'Connor. Yes, Val Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares um, to her. Nothing compares, absolutely. And I'm deeply devastated by the loss. Um, huge fan, uh, as is Nat, massive fan. Um, Daddy, I'm fine is one of my all-time up there favourite songs. Used to be on my playlist religiously. You know that song, right? Um, I think you've played it for me before. Vinny yeah. will know it. Vinny 100% knows it. Um, and, of course, Nothing Compares, that whole album back in the day. Um, so super sad of her, to hear of her passing and also her mental health struggles. Mm. Um, they don't know what caused her death. But we assume uh, it's self-inflicted. Well, you know, we don't want to say that until we know, but her son had died last year so it's it's just I think it's just on 12 months since his passing he was 17 and he um ended up going missing from a mental health facility I I believe he was her second youngest child um and she had four kids and um she reported when he first went missing she couldn't believe that they would allow you know someone in that type of facility to go missing like who was watching him yeah and then not after his body was found so um super fucking sad and she had her struggles but what a cool fucking chick she was you know activism yeah and everyone's on the media in media at the moment just you know really expressing their condolences about the loss i think she was 53 yeah she was still in her 50 i think she was 53 or 56 yes I, i knew it was one of those um so very young Made a huge impact, I think, in her life, but she probably mm. would never really appreciate that because I think she felt like she was ostracized towards the end. Because 100%, yeah. Well, <laughs> she was a lot really in the media and stuff too, even when she first came out with the yeah. shaved head and yeah. everyone was questioning and dragging her for that. There was um, a thing came up after her passing on Facebook or Insta or something. And it was a flashback to when she sang nothing. Um, she said, no, it wasn't nothing compared to you. She sang a song at Saturday Night Live. Yes. And I think it was <clears> the <throat> 90s. I think it was like 92 or 93. No, and it was think- much later. Yeah. Yeah. And she ripped up the photo of the Pope. When and was in the performance, in the rehearsal, she actually 92. ripped up. Oh, it was 92. Yeah. Oh, okay. She- okay. So when did Nothing Compares come out? That was like 91, 90. Yeah, right. So she was completely banned by NBC. They said she'd never be back. Yeah. Um, they turned off all the voice um, control because, you know, it's a live taped yeah. show. So they weren't like cheering or booing or everything was completely well, no, turned apparently off. Apparently she said they ripped it up and apparently the crowd just went into stunned silence. Yeah. And then she had all that cancellation. And then Joe Pesci, I think, did the next one. And he held said up he a picture of it. said he would slap her held up a picture of it taped back together and said he'd yeah hit her if he'd if she'd cop one off him if she was there that week yeah and all she and what she was doing was protesting against the negligence that the catholic church had against 
child abuse, which everyone knows <clears throat> now is completely true. And yes, yes. And actually... when they did come out later and and say, like, admit to some of it, she was like, "But there was no apology." Then she protests yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but you know what I thought was really interesting was that I read. Did you read this thing about Russell Crowe? So he ran into her in Ireland about a year ago. Um, he was in a pub drinking with some people and, and I read the whole thing and he put a post on Instagram about it and told the story. The, the post is on, you know, this is what his recollection was. So he was in a pub drinking with some people and then all of a sudden they're at this table and this guy, this he saw this woman walk past the window and this the guy that he was with just jumped up and chased her. Um, and then he got up to see where his mate had gone and went out and there was Sinead O'Connor on the street and his mate was hugging her because they were obviously friends and then they invited her back in and they, he reckons they sat there for hours, like, you know, four or five hours just sitting there. She drank tea the whole time. They were all drinking alcohol, um, talked about politics, talked about religion, talked about, you know, the world, yada, 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 had the most amazing conversation with her. The first time he'd ever met her, never met her before. Um, and then when she left, you know, she hugged him. And apparently when he walked up to her on the street, when his mate chased her, um, she turned around, she goes, oh, it's you, Russell. Like knew straight <laughs> away who he was, like they'd known each other forever. And oh, he wow. was completely like that meeting just was embedded in him. Like it was yeah. such like a really- A moment in life. A moment yeah. in life that was really important to him and the conversations that happened after that. Yeah. And then he was just like saying all these really lovely things and it was just really beautiful. It yeah, was really nice. nice. And I saw another post um, today actually, and it was one guy and he was posting, it was, I think it was a screenshot from a Twitter and it was saying um, he was talking, he once got contacted by this person who said they had all this unused makeup that they wanted to donate to the trans community through his, I guess, his society organization or whatever he had. And um, he said over the course of talking to him, to the person for two weeks, at the end when they asked for the address to tee up time for him to come collect it and that, got the address. And when he got the address, he realised then he was talking to Sinead O'Connor for the last two weeks. Oh. I was like, oh, girl. Wow. Yeah. Respect Sinead and may you rest in peace. Yeah, 100%. Soul. Val Sinead O'Connor. Val Sinead. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you your interest in those topics is now also peaked plus <laughs> have another one skazi stupid bitch yes and that's season six of stupid bitches say what in the bag make sure to keep an eye on our socials during our short break and get ready for the season seven premiere in mid-september this year and finishing season seven with our annual christmas special and as always dear listeners say it with me sky if you're, if you're not... whining. <laughs> Ready? If, One, two, three. If, if you're, you're whining, whining you're, you're winning. winning. Good night, Cheers, stupid, stupid bitches. bitches. Cheers to season six. Yay. Thank you for listening. Right. Tell your friends. <laughs> Hashtag no judgment. <laughs> yeah, that stupid bitch. Mm-hmm. He's a stupid bitch. What a stupid bitch. That stupid bitch.